Hi, welcome to Diving Into Deep Waters. I am your host, Erin Rowling. I almost forgot my name. (laughs) You take two weeks off and you can't remember who you are. (laughs) We, I did take a couple weeks off. We went on vacation with our family, which, uh, vacation is just good for the soul. Uh, We didn't do something major. I think our whole family felt the need for some rest. We did a lot of stuff, but I honestly didn't feel like we were exhausting ourselves. We did things that were just filling our cup, um, playing cards together, hanging out at the beach, playing putt-putt, which I didn't win. I didn't win at anything, actually. That's kind of stinks. Actually, take that back. We played a volleyball game, and my team, the girls... I think we won. Maybe it's just in my mind we won. I can't actually remember. (laughs) I don't know. I'm pretty sure we won. And it was just just a great time. We were with all of our kids, which you have parents of kids that no longer live at home, understand how valuable that is and how hard that is to get. So we, we are back. I... I actually was only planning on taking one week off, but then I forgot that I had a dentist appointment. Me and Paul both did, and we just don't do well when we have dental work done, not just the cleaning. Like, cleaning's fine, although I don't even like my teeth cleaned. I feel like they hurt me. They, I, I have incredibly sensitive gums. And the flossing is just death to me. If I floss myself, I'm a, I do floss. I get those little picks, the little floss picks, because I can't touch floss. Ugh, it's gross. Um, but I get the little floss picks, picks, and I do, I do that. I do my part. I do what I'm supposed to. And actually, I the last time I went to the dentist, she was like, "You're flossing really well." I think that's the first time in 46 years I've ever had them tell me that. So. I'm doing good with that, but uh, I had to have some cavities like taken out, not cavities, but the fillings taken out and put back in because they were cracking, which is fine by me because they're like the silver, nasty, ugly ones. But I don't know when Paul and I both, when we get stuff done like that, we, we just don't do well. We don't recover well. It affects our bodies. And I was like, I can still do it. It's going to be fine. And I actually got home and, you know, my mouth is all numb and I don't know, it seems to last forever, the numbing. And my son Joseph said to me, he goes, how, how long are your podcasts? And I'm like, they're like 40 to 45 minutes usually. And he's like, I'm sorry, but I couldn't listen to you like that for 40 to 45 minutes. And I was like, Thanks, Joe. Thanks a lot. Kids, keeping it real. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. So I'm all good. I'm, I'm recovered. And you don't have to listen to me talk all weird. So I actually took a nap, a three-hour nap that day. That's just what happened. And I woke up halfway through. I was like, nope, still numb. Go back to sleep. Because <laughs> I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. But some of you, you get it. I was texting with a friend. She's like, oh, I totally go through the same thing. So some of you get it. Some of you, maybe you're just stronger than the rest of us and you have no problems when you have dental work done. But that's not me. And I forget every time. 
I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I should know this about myself, but I forget every time it's like a new experience. Like, why is this affecting me so much? It's like, you already know. But I have to tell you this thing that Abby said the other day because it just cracked me up. And I actually asked her and she's like, oh no, you're going to put it on the podcast. But she didn't tell me I couldn't. So I did tell our ministry team because we took them out the other day. But I got to tell the rest of you because it just... It brought a little chuckle to me and Paul's hearts. And and maybe we should question our how well we're doing as parents. But anyways, we went with the chuckle over that. <laughs> so we were having dinner the other night, which we'll talk a, about a lot of different things. Um, and I'm kind of trying to savor that right now too because uh, sports are starting back up, band is starting back up, and it's just hard to get family dinners in when the school year is going on. And so... Abby says to us at dinner, she's like, I really think I need to learn more about the Bible because let's just be honest, I don't think I know as much as I should. (laughs) We're like, well, that sounds really great. You're a pastor's kid. And um, (laughs) I don't know. We've only told you the whole Bible your whole life, but that's fine. And she's like, like, take David the Baptist and Paul and I and Joseph, we just all like look at each other like David the Baptist. And she knew she said something wrong because she says Nathan the Baptist. (laughs) And by that time, we're all laughing hysterically. And we're like, you mean John the Baptist? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, him. Like, you didn't give me enough time to say. Think of who it was. We're like, well, the fact that you said David the Baptist and Nathan the Baptist shows us you just didn't know which it was John the Baptist. Anyways, she she does listen. Okay, this thing by Abby. She does listen, but she doesn't pay attention. So I think things are there, but she does struggle with paying attention with things. So yeah. Anyways, that was. I just thought you guys would get a little chuckle out of Abby girl. So I don't know what I'm going to do when she moves because I won't have any material. <laughs> Actually, a lot of this podcast is about her. So yeah, I'd be like, what do I talk about? Actually, last Sunday's message that my husband preached, he was he's doing this series on road rage, which is really good. If you're looking for a good series to watch, you can watch online. I recommend it, but... One of them was Road Rage, and he he just kind of plopped in, in the middle of there a little bit about Barnabas in the Bible, and Barnabas's name, is, it means encourager, and that's actually not even his name. His name was Joseph, but his nickname was Barnabas because he was such a great encourager. They were like, you're a Barnabas, That's because that's what it means, is an encourager. Or in my husband's terms... Barney. (laughs) He's like, or as I like to call him, Barney. And so we were actually talking about that part of the message afterwards because I said to Abby, I said, you know, because you know at 14, on girls, there's just drama, okay? And I don't know, I've just kind of seen just in this phase with her and her friends, some friends struggle with things and find it hard to 
be encouraging when they're struggling with something, which I think we all go through. It's not just a 14-year-old girl thing. If something good is happening to somebody else, it might be hard for us to be encouraging to somebody else because we we think less of ourselves or why do they get that and I don't get that. I mean, it's just something that we as humans, just as a human race, we can struggle with. And so I just wanted to point out to her um, in that moment, like you have this one friend and she really is a Barnabas. She's just always so encouraging to Abby. And even Abby said the other day, she goes, I really love hanging out with her because she doesn't make fun of people. She's just has a very tender heart. And I actually took him to the movies the other day and she was talking about this person and she was just like, just being so sweet and kind. And I don't know, just that kind of friend that you want your kid to have and that you want to have yourself. But, um, I just wanted to point out to Abby, like this friend is a Barnabas. And she was like, yeah, you're a hundred percent right. I thought about that. When dad was talking about Barnabas, I thought this friend of mine is a Barnabas to me. Like they're always encouraging me and kind and all these things. And so we had this conversation. Well, the next day started tryouts for volleyball. And, um, on Tuesday, so it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were tryouts on Tuesday. Um, her friend got asked if she would want to be on varsity and she was a little unsure. And so she texted Abby and said, Hey, what do you think? Do you think that I should go on varsity or not? And Abby's like, mom, you know, my friend got asked to be on varsity and this is what I told her. Do you want me to read what you wrote her, what I wrote her? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear what you wrote. So she she begins to read to me the text that she sent back to her and <laughs> she gets like through one sentence and then she stops and she looks at me. She goes, so basically everything I said is stuff that you told me about if I got the chance to go on varsity, this is why I should go on varsity, which on a side note, I have to say that when I tried to tell Abby all of this stuff, she, I, she was laying on the couch and I was like, kind of have a little heart to heart talk with her. And I sit down, she goes, Oh boy, here we go. Here goes the long conversation, <laughs> which goes to show you your kids listen, even when they say they don't want to listen because she took everything that I said to her, plus her own words and basically turned it around and used it for her friend. And she read through the text and I can honestly say, I could not have been more proud of, of Abby in that moment because Abby also wants to be on varsity. And they weren't going to find out till Wednesday, like if they were on JV or varsity or what was going on, anything like that. But what I loved is she did not hold back one ounce. I mean, she... The text was beautiful. I mean, she just wrote the most encouraging things to her friend. She wrote about how much um, value that she was going to bring to the team and how she was as a player and all the, the good things that Abby saw in her. And just, I mean, it was just a beautiful text. 
and I should have probably asked for it, and I should have probably read it too. But anyways, it's private. Maybe she wouldn't want me to read it. But it was amazing. It was the best text Abby has ever written. And after she read it to me, she goes, I'm just really happy for her, and I really hope that she does it because she just deserves to be on varsity. She's such a great player. She's... um." you know, all of these things. And during the whole conversation, not once does she say, well, and I hope I do too, or, you know, I'm hoping that I get on varsity. Nothing about herself. Not one word was about herself or how she hoped to make it on varsity. And, you know, there's sometimes <laughs> that your kids, they're just more mature than you are. <laughs> This is one of those moments where I was just looking at her going, I want Abby to be on varsity. <laughs> like, I was going to be super sad. I might even have cried or, you know, like whatever. Like, I had my own feelings about her being on varsity, not just her feelings, but I had my own feelings. And Abby in that moment just displayed so much character. And quite honestly, it humbled me how... She was able to just take all of her attention and just take it and funnel it into this friend of hers. And with no thought of herself, nothing about herself in the text. And it was kind of funny because uh, Joseph was standing there when she was reading the text. And he, he says, Abby, now you're being a Barnabas. And normally her response to her brother is like, shut up. We're working on that. <laughs> Send help. Um, <laughs> this is when she's not more mature than me. But um, and she she kind of looked at him. She goes, "I I guess I am. Yeah, I I'm getting to be a Barnabas for for her when she's been that for me." And you know, one of the things that really struck out to me about this was that Abby had no idea if she was going to university. Like, they weren't going to find out till Wednesday. This was on a Tuesday. She's a freshman. It's very difficult to get on varsity. And Monday's tryout, she came home. She was like, it was terrible. I did awful. I had one good hit. I'm like, out of two hours, you had one good hit. She's like, Mom, I'm telling you, I had one good hit, one good pass. That's all I had. It was awful. It was terrible. I mean, to the point where she was like, I don't even, I've done so bad at these tryouts. I don't even know if I'm going to get on JV which I'm like, you're going to get on JV. That's that's going to happen. Don't worry about that. But I mean, that's how discouraged she was about her own playing. And, but just watching her through this circumstance of like not knowing about herself, not even feeling good about her playing. I felt like she lived out a verse that is found in First Thessalonians. It's been a while since I've talked. First Thessalonians 5.11, because it says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. It's such a simple verse tucked in this whole book of, of like wisdom and tells us how to live. All this scripture is this little verse. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine words. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Nine little words that are so profound. And if we're being honest, I don't think very easy to live out. It's not that simple. It's 
simple on paper. We read it, but to apply that to our lives or to have the action of carrying that out in our lives, I think is actually very, very, very difficult sometimes. Here's another thing I realized about this situation. Abby had, now I forgot how I want to put it. (laughs) It's been a while. We can tell that I haven't recorded in a few weeks. I don't think that Abby would have been able to do that had it not been for other people being Barnabases to her. And not even just talking about her friend being a Barnabas to her. Because when I look back at the situation, Abby has been receiving that from a lot of people in her life. And they have been encouraging her. They have been building her up, which I believe equipped her to do that the same thing for someone else. Take my friend Josie, who definitely is a Barney. Um, I had shared with her actually that Abby had been asked to play um, some scrimmages. So this is like before tryouts and everything. So they're just kind of figuring out like what people play and how they're doing. Um, but she had been asked to play a scrimmage with varsity, which she was so nervous. I mean, that child was sweating days before it happened and just like, I don't know if I can do it. And, um, we talked through it, you know, but sometimes us parents, you know, we don't get through the way that somebody else gets through. And she just had a lot of fear of like letting down the team. She had fear of letting down the coaches. Like if she did bad, that probably would ruin her chances for varsity. I mean, there's just so much going on in that little brain. And when we would talk through it, she'd be like, mom, you don't understand, (laughs) which is definitely something a 14 year old would say. And so I'd share this with my friend Josie and my friend Josie has coached volleyball. She played volleyball herself and she knows Abby. And so it was so great because she took the time to write Abby a text and she just encouraged her, spoke life to her, built her up, not just about like her playing, which I really appreciated. She spoke to things about Abby's character and who Abby is as a person and what Abby brings as a person, not just as a volleyball player, but who she is as a person. And Abby had came and told me later, she's like, guess what? I, I got a text from Miss Josie. And I was like, yeah. And she's, I kind of knew she was going to do it, but um, she's like, do you want me to read it to you? And I was like, yes, of course. And so she read it to me and then she went off to her room. And later that night for the first time she came out and she goes, I'm excited. Like, I think I'm really excited. And I was like, what? Like this went from a girl who was terrorized like at the thought of of playing with the varsity girls to like, I'm nervous, but I'm really excited. Like this is such a cool chance. Like it doesn't matter what happens. I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to be myself and I've worked hard. She's done volleyball club and she's banging around my house everywhere with that stinking volleyball. (laughs) Parents of kids who are like, that you understand what I'm saying. Like she hits everything with a volleyball. Um, and, but just to see the shift in her and the change of her countenance and just, um, her 
it was just a completely different kid after that text. And like her attitude, her confidence, um, all because Josie took the time to encourage and build her up. And I know Josie listens to this podcast, so thank you, thank you, Josie girl, because you're such a Barnabas. But from this mama's heart, I say thank you so much because she went out and she was herself and she did an awesome job, actually. I was I was so proud of her. But it's not just Josie that's been in her life. It's also a, a woman named Brianna who has a couple different names from Abby. She is uh, Abby's second mom, deemed by Abby. Um, it's her youth mom. It's her best friend at youth group. And she's the person that Abby's like, is Miss Bree going to be there? Because she's so important to Abby at, at, at youth group. And um, the main reason why is Abby struggles to go to youth group. Not because she doesn't like youth group, because she loves her youth leaders and all of those things. But she struggles because she doesn't have friends at youth group, which to me, growing up, being in youth group, having friends was like one of the most important things. So to not have that to look forward to, that camaraderie, you know, um, she just doesn't know where her place is, which that's a very hard place to be. And, but in our home, there's certain requirements. We go to church and we go to youth group. (laughs) And also, here's the thing. Sometimes your kids don't see the growth that you may see as a parent, I have seen a tremendous amount of growth in Abby spiritually being in youth group, um, just in lots of different ways. And so if she could just get it with being nice to her brother, that would be great. But we're still working on that. (laughs) We're all a work in progress, right? Um, Why do I keep bringing this up? Because my kids have been at it. And actually yesterday I was like, you're on my last nerve. And then today I was like, you know what you're both going to do? You're both going to write a letter to each other about 10 things about each other. And then you're going to read it together at dinner. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yes, because I can't take this anymore. Like I said, send help. Anyways, um, but anyway, so she's she's just um, struggling. It's, it's a struggle for her to want to go just because it's like, who do I stand next to? Who do I hang out with? Which are things that you might experience as an adult. Like there are situations I go into and I think who I would just went to a birthday party recently and I was like, I know the birthday girl and that is the only person I know. And it ended up sitting next to this lovely lady who loves crime podcasts and we just had lots of great conversations. So it was awesome. But there's that I'm how I'm 46 and I still struggle. So I get it, but um, it's not an option in our house. So she's going to youth group and Abby, like I said, struggles to pay attention, but she did notice that when she takes notes, she does much better. She retains things much better when she takes notes. So she keeps asking me like, mom, I need a notebook. Now, if she wasn't so dang picky, which I don't know where she gets that from, maybe her mother, but she wanted a specific notebook and I couldn't find the right notebook for the life of me for her to take to youth group to take notes. And Miss Bree, without knowing, she drops off a gift for Abby at her house. It's got this really cute cup in it and then it has a notebook. And Abby tells me, oh my goodness, Miss Bray got me a notebook. Mom, I needed a notebook. And she liked it. 
<laughs> and she's like, Mom, it's not just a notebook. Miss Bree wrote things to me, and I will treasure it forever. And I ended up reading it. She, she told me I could read it, and it was just so much life to my daughter and encouragement for her soul, just like building her up. She's like, Abby, I see that you're struggling, but I want you to know all these things about yourself. And, oh, like, again, if I could read it, you would need Kleenex because these messages are just like going to make you cry. I want to cry just thinking about it because it just, oh, it blessed me. So, Miss Bree, if you're listening, you're amazing. Um, Parnabases, ugh. But... I know, like I can see circumstances like that. People being Barnabases to Abby, which in turn equipped her to be that for somebody else. And that that's what it's about. Like when people take that opportunity to pour into somebody, I don't know if you realize that. Maybe you've never thought about that, okay? Maybe you just think, I, I just want to encourage somebody. But think about the bigger picture there. There's a bigger picture. I just said that. We're going to say it again. There. Of that when you do that for somebody, you're filling them up, right? You're filling their cup. So what are they in turn able to do? They're able to take some of what's in their cup and they're able to pour it into somebody else and not deplete themselves. That's amazing. Like that's... That's such an amazing opportunity. So it's not, maybe you just think that that was just small. That wasn't a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal for somebody because you don't know the effect that that has on somebody else. And every single one of us have opportunities to be Barnabases. It's not just like right time, right place. I think it can be anywhere. It can be I don't know. I think we think that we it has to be like this, you know, moment, and like this, it's just like there's a sunbeam lighted on the situation, and it's like you know that you know that you know. Sometimes you do things and you don't even you question. Should I do this? I don't know if I should do this. Don't worry about that because it's so important, and you can just change somebody's day. You could change somebody's life. I mean, think about that. You could change somebody's life by just being an encouragement to them by building them up. Uh, while we were on vacation, uh, we went to the beach and we were playing volleyball, of course. What else did we play? That's basically what we played the entire time, especially when you have two girls that played volleyball. That's what they want to play, which is <laughs> funny because I'm pretty sure my son-in-law didn't want to play. <laughs> Such a good sport, that man. Love him. He played anyways. And then Abby was Amanda's coach. Like she was coaching her through everything. It was so fun to watch because like Abby's a good coach and Amanda was, she was holding her own. So we're, we're on the beach. We're passing the ball to each other basically is what we're doing, you know, and everything. And um, there's this family that's next to us and they have two, two little ones that are, you know, running around and stuff. So, like, whenever we would drop the ball, um, the little girl, she was about four, I would say, and she would want to get the ball for us, you know. And I don't know what it is, why kids love balls. I mean, even my my kids, when they would go to Walmart, would get 
out the balls with their dad because their mom didn't let them do that. But their dad did. They did lots of things at Walmart, like throw pennies over the aisles and like people would be in the other aisles. Yeah, that was my husband. My husband is the fun one. Anyways, so, but sometimes the ball would be like right next to us. So we would just pick it up. Well, the little girl, I mean, she thought it was her job to pick up that ball for us. And then when we would do it, she would have like this total meltdown. And I felt so bad because she was just like crying. And the dad would say, next one, you can get the next one. It's okay. And um, so we're playing for a while. And eventually we're like, okay, let's, let's get in the water. We're at Higgins Lake, which is just beautiful. And, you know, the water is not deep for very long. You know, it takes a long time to get deep. So we can get out there, play. And, um, you know, my whole family heads out. And I go to, like, throw my sunglasses on the the towel. And I don't know. I look over. And the little girl's, like, four. The other one's, like, two. And I just get a little reminiscent in the moment as I'm watching this family. Because it just kind of took me right back to when my older two were, like, two and four years old. And, um... I don't know. I was like, oh, it's just so sweet. And then they both started crying. And then I was like, I don't remember that so fondly, (laughs) that part of things. And so the four-year-old's crying. She runs off. The dad follows her. And then the mom's like consoling the two-year-old. And I casually like say, because they're pretty close to us, I'm like, man, I remember those days. Like being a mom is hard sometimes, but you got it. And she, she looks at me and she goes, yup. And then just proceeds to burst out crying. Like she is bawling her eyes out. And I run over to her and I just like, I don't know who this lady is, but I just wrap my arms around her. I'm hugging her. I'm like, it's okay, mama. It's okay. And she's just crying. And, um, she begins to tell me like she doesn't know if she has this and I like drop to my knees next to her and she's holding on to my hand again stranger don't know who she is but we're holding you know I've got her hand on top of mine and then my other hand on top of hers and I'm just sitting next to her and you could just tell she was mentally done like she was about to snap you could tell she was physically just beyond exhausted And she just began to share with me how her four-year-old has auditory processing difficulties. And she has a lot of meltdowns because when sounds are weird and all this stuff. And I was like, listen, my son struggles with auditory things as well. We didn't find that out until he was much older. So look at you. You're like, not look at you in a bad way, but look at you. You're like, you know this about her. She's four. Like, my gosh, I wish I would have known that about my son at four years old. And you, you know that, and that's amazing. And you're picking up on it. She's like, well, I, I have like taught her. I'm a teacher. I have taught her how to read. I'm like, that's amazing. Like she, she's like, she's had speech problems. And I'm like, just trying to like encourage her and, and all of these things. And she's like, you know, just you, you just noticing me and paying attention to me. Like, 
It just means the world to me because some other person thought I was drowning her in the water because she was screaming and crying. And she's like, she wasn't. I wasn't drowning her. She was just like upset. And then she's like, it's awful to have someone think you're drowning your child. And I'm like, it's just take a breath. Just take a breath. It's fine. And I'm like, just sitting there holding her hand. And then she just is like thanking me. And, um, I hug her again, just wrap my arms around her and I start praying for her. And in the middle of the prayer, I'm like, Lord, I don't know if Stephanie knows you or not, but you know her, you see her, you see her struggles. You love Claire, you're Claire's, that's the little girl's name. You're her creator. You know everything going on with her body. You have equipped Stephanie to be her mom. You handpicked Stephanie to be her mom and she just, you know, when you're hugging somebody and you can just feel everything release, like it's almost like she just sighed and was just like, you could tell it was just like, okay, all right. <laughs> and I mean, again, I don't know if this lady knows Jesus or not. I, and I still couldn't tell you if she does, because that's not what the conversation was about. It was just to be there to see her, to encourage her, to lift her up. That is what that moment was about. And her her husband walked over and he's he's like looking at me like, what's going on? And I was like, you're such a great dad. Like you're with her. And he's like, we're trying. And I said, you're, you're not trying. You're doing it. And I just tried to speak life into him. And I was like, listen, like God knows that you guys can handle this because he picked you to be her parents and she's beautiful and she's special and like how awesome all the progress that you guys have made and you guys, you guys got this, you can do this. And she's like wiping her tears away. And she's like, thank you for seeing me. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for encouraging me. Thank you for taking time away from your family. Your family's beautiful. And I was like, yeah, they're all right sometimes, but sometimes they're a pain in the butt too. (laughs) Like at the moment you're seeing is a happy moment, but there's not always happy moments. And Yeah, and I don't tell you that to pat myself on the back. I tell you that because we are surrounded by opportunities to be Barnabases. My husband said something in his Sunday message. He said, it costs you nothing. You don't need money. You don't need a platform. Heck, you don't need an invitation. That lady did not invite me over, but I went over there. It just requires us to be attentive to care, to love, to have kindness for somebody in a moment that could change their life. I probably will never see Stephanie again. I didn't tell her I had a podcast. I didn't tell her my Instagram. I didn't tell her my Facebook. I was only, I was sent there by the Lord, I believe, a thousand percent to encourage a mama's heart when she thought she could not carry on. That's it. I didn't plan it. I I I even was like, what am I doing right now? Why are my arms around this lady? But it was just like it was the right thing to do in that moment. And she just needed to be able to pour her out her heart out and someone to say, You're doing good. Keep going. You're doing great. Some of you are like, that is not me. I do not like to touch people. And I'm not going to run over and hug somebody. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that I would have done that either. 
but that was just the moment. But you don't have to touch anybody. <laughs> you don't have to hug them. You don't have to hold their hand. But I think it's important for us to realize that we can have an opportunity to speak life into somebody, to encourage them, to build them up. Just as, as that scripture says, to therefore encourage one another and build each other up. It's, it's not a lot, but it means something. It could change the course of someone's life. It could change someone's decision. You, we don't know the power of a moment like that to be an encouragement to someone. We, we don't. What could seem so minuscule to you like, oh, well, you know, like I'm there at the beach with my family. I don't really, you know, like I'm on break. No, I've, I've, I'm like, Lord, thank you that you gave me that opportunity. I, it blessed me. <laughs> Honestly, gave me a podcast too. Because <laughs> all the kids were like, I was telling them what happened. They're all like, well, we know what's going to be on the next podcast. And that's what your kids, I love kids. <laughs> but even if it's not in your nature, if it's, it's not a part of who you are, make it a part of who you are. Change that. Stop being about yourself and start saying, ask God for simple opportunities. Just be like, Lord, how can I encourage someone today? How could I bring life to someone? How can I build them up today? Can you imagine what this world would be like if every single person was looking for opportunities to do that for somebody? Like, we'd have such a better world. It doesn't change all the the bad things, but it definitely would change us. I think it changes us because we're doing something that's scriptural. Something that the Lord tells us to do. Build each other up and encourage each other. Listen, some of you are like thinking right now, you have Barneys in your life and you're like, that person's a Barney. Go tell them. Let them know. Maybe someone did something that you, you want to, you haven't seen them in forever. I, I did that not too long ago. There was... Some people that had invested, and I might have said this, who knows after 137 podcasts what I've said and what I haven't, but uh, there were people that poured into us in a program when I was a kid, and uh, I don't know, maybe a year ago, I just took time and I wrote them a Facebook message, and I was like, listen, you made such an impact on my life. Like, I now as an adult know all that you, you did And it just really made an impact. And they were like, thank you. Thank you so much. Because sometimes people don't know. (laughs) They do stuff and they don't know what what the other side of it is. So if you have someone like that, let them know it. And if you're not a Barney, become a Barney. Come on, you can do it. I, I believe in you. It's not a real deep podcast, but it is deep because I think we struggle to be a Barnabas. I think we do. I think we, I, I said something to someone the other day and I was like, this takes nothing away from you. Give the compliment, do it. Cause that could really make that person's day. On a side note, Abby made varsity, which we are so proud of her, but I can honestly tell you as proud of her as I am, I am even more proud of the character that was shown through this process. And she 
was such a beautiful example of a Barnabas. And I will treasure getting to be a part of that and watching her do that for the rest of my life. And it is really crazy when your kids teach you something. So go out there, look for an opportunity, and go be a Barney. <laughs>